everybody, and welcome back to Send News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. I'm Brian, your host. Oh, I'm Autumn. Hi. <laughs> I'm Zach. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm back. Evan, the terrible Campbell at Darth Burrito. You know what it is. Let's we podcast. Yep. We we sh- we didn't work out the order beforehand, we and we paid the and we paid the price. <laughs> the ultimate a, price of awkward yet, openings. Yeah. <laughs> yet another awkward openings. Uh, but guys, let's talk about the news this week. Maybe the biggest story. I'm sorry we have to talk about him again, but Ninja is jumping oh, to boy. YouTube, or at least he jumped there for a day. He had obviously it was on Mixer. They announced uh, that they were shutting down. And then Ninja, I, I don't know if he had streamed since, but but mm. uh, he made his kind of big return uh, and he, he went live on YouTube. This was on Wednesday. And, and of course, that got everybody, uh, you know, talking. Is he going to YouTube gaming? They've locked down some other uh, big profile people, but apparently, no, he is a free agent. So Ninja is on the market. Wow. Finally, yeah. some fresh ninja <laughs> for uh, for our bones. Yeah. He said, I just want to make content for you guys. It's like, is it is it that rewarding? I mean, you make a lot of money at it. That, <laughs> that's say. enough. Well, he's, he's, a, he's achieved that wonderful thing that it takes most people to get to like their 40s and 50s to do where he, he gets successful and then he realizes that success comes at what cost. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I've already taken care of the money thing, so I might as well go back to my roots. And just start slinging that content that the people want. Yeah, I'm well, surprised. I'm in my 40s and I have not realized that. But <laughs> it's okay. It'll. I I said 40s or 50s. You've got some. Okay. Time. All right. Okay. Good. Yeah. You got. I time. thought he would retire and then like make a movie or something. He's yeah. so much money. He could just. He can. He really could start his own whatever. movie studio or. Whatever he definitely he has a bad movie in him. Yes. Yeah, like at least one, maybe even yeah. two. Yeah. He's got. A, he's got a, he's got a magnet films deal lined up. <laughs> wasting a lot of money on his wife's like yoga business that oh she wants God. to start or something like that. Do you guys uh, ever frequent? Well, I don't frequent it either, but there's that subreddit. The, <laughs> I don't. Uh, the live stream fails subreddit, which yeah, is like yeah. horrible. They, uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but like, man, they were going hard after Ninja's wife for like a couple days for something. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I brought it up and I don't really know what was going on there. But man, it's just why? Well, there, was that, there was that like tweet thread where it was like Ninja and his wife going against some like really edgy kind of like alt-right-ish oh, adjacent yeah. streamer uh, who like who's like definitely a shithead and like has a has a a reputation for being so but like it was admittedly pretty fucking hilarious watching ninja and his wife just be like well you but you don't understand 3000 likes and this other guy being like mm, no you 34000 likes and it was <laughs> like oh, God. <laughs> he came out pretty vociferously in support of black lives matter and so mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be some shit lords out there who are mad at him about that. So maybe that, yeah, maybe that's where it kind mm. of bubbled up from. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So I yeah. guess the question is, does he end up at YouTube forever? Is that what we're thinking? Like exclusively YouTube? And does he sign another contract that nets him like another 30 mil? I, I think he, I mean, he already has, what, 23 million subs on YouTube. So mm-hmm. he could go anywhere. He could do, he could go to a brand new thing tomorrow and, and still be fine. I I think, I think he might just be a free agent. Who knows? Like he might not want to sign one of these again. He, you know, he's got, I would assume if he's reasonably good at saving money that he is set for life. Um, But yeah, maybe he wants to, you know, I I don't know. I would imagine he has like maybe other deals or possibilities like in the works with other, you know, uh, maybe not even video game related, but just like entertainment related. So maybe he doesn't want to be, you know, held down. I mean, yeah. he's he's like you have to also imagine that any further deal he would get from another platform, if there were to be another iteration of something like the Mixer deal, would not be worth thirty million. I mean, I feel like that that the the one downside of that him getting in and getting out real quick with his money is that I I think it made very apparent to the industry that even Ninja is not worth that price tag. Yeah, they bought high on Ninja. Yeah. yeah, although allegedly Facebook Gaming offered to like double it or something, and and he yeah. said no. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I was gonna say because like, what are the options really? Like, I I feel like it's basically between YouTube and Facebook, and like 
Facebook could if definitely done to Twitch, yeah. And mm-hmm. Twitch maybe. Like I don't know if there was bad blood there. Like it was kind of hard to tell when he left. Yeah. There was like weird animosity there, it felt like. And then And then he yeah. got mad at him because like some porn, porn popped got up on his, on his page. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> I know. So Woo. it's like I, I don't know because it's it's weird because he still has so many subscribers on Twitch too where it's like he could easily oh, yeah. just hop on back there and keep doing his thing. But yeah, I kind of agree with you, Brian. I feel like he's already made a shit ton of money. Like I, it would be easier for him and I think probably more fulfilling if like he could kind of just do whatever he wanted and still make, you know, a fair amount of money doing that. It, it so. also it also kind of proved that Twitch doesn't really need him, do they? I mean, their, no. their mm-hmm. views were still going up. It's it's not like they cratered. So, yeah. I mean, I think for Twitch, it just has that name brand recognition of just if it's synonymous for a lot of people with just streaming. So mm-hmm. yeah, there can be stars who go their own way, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it matters to them. I'm sure they would like to have him back, but you know, I, I don't think they're in like some desperate position. And yeah, yeah speaking of money, it, a New York times article, the New York times wrote about him popping up on YouTube, which is like, how insane is that? But <laughs> he apparently has said in the past he makes $500,000 a month God. streaming, which is none of us will ever make $500,000 in a fucking year. Hey, 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 speak <laughs> for yourself. Now. Hey, I now. hope we do. I hope all of us do. But let's be real. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude. I mean, I mean, also, like, to be fair, Ninja's kind of got that, like, eccentric celebrity vibe to him where, like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he took this time to just do some batshit crazy like thing that's in the that's labeled as like industry disrupting, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm now going to exclusively stream to the drive-in movie theater in Fortnite at Risky Reels, and like now to watch a ninja stream, you have to be playing Fortnite to watch him stream yeah. Fortnite. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. He, he doesn't seem like one of the. Maybe he does, but he doesn't like some of these guys. They get big and then they start trying to like transition to like being stand ups or sketch comedy mm-hmm. or, or something like that. He doesn't seem to be into that as much, at least the little That's I true. know of Ninja. Like, he seems like, no, I play video games. Like, I fucking play video That's games. That's all that I we all want out of life, I think, is just to play video games and then get paid for it. That would right. be pretty cool. If you don't have to do, do any of the other he stuff. He did that press conference commercial, though, where he was playing, like, the, the woman in the crowd and then him giving answers. And do you remember that? That was the mixer. Hilarious right? answer. Yeah, that was the mixer yes. thing. That's right, yeah. So yeah. he's shown his range as an actor. <laughs> well, <I> feel, <laughs> Listen, there's like... definitely a bad ninja movie coming. We've already established. Yeah. I think that's why he's been so successful, because, like, I think a lot of times, and this happens with YouTubers, too, where, like, they start out and they get really successful doing their one thing that yes. people like. Yes. And then they're like, oh, I can do a bunch of other stuff because people like me, they like what I'm doing. But really what they like is the thing that you're giving them. So That one thing they did. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I always wonder why people, is it like, is it, yeah, is it ego or is it like insecurity of like, well, let me try to see if I'm actually funny Mm -hmm. doing something else rather than just sort of, you know, uh, having exaggerated responses to video games, which... It's fine, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, go do your thing. If you're making money on it, just do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't have to transition and try to learn the French horn or something. Yeah, no, it's true. I know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it is just feeling like, you know, pigeonholed into being yeah. this one yeah. thing and right. being like, oh, but I, I have all these other interests and other talents. But right. at the same time, it is like, well, <laughs> the audience you have, though, is there for, for your thing. Is there you for have. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I get it. People want to be creative and stuff. But, you know, well, like, like, Ninja, it's, Ninja it's very... doesn't seem like that to me. He just seems like oh, I'm just going to play Fortnite all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, it's a fine line to walk, though, because like uh, to Autumn's point about feeling pit- like as an extremely successful YouTuber and, and brand voice <laughs> in my own right, I know what it's like to be, feel pigeonholed. I mean, like, I, but then, like, those those people that can, like, successfully cross that industry line and then break through through a new mold are, they're there. I mean, like, I think of, you know, Joji. I think of, like, you know, how he did his 
filthy Frank thing for years and then was mm-hmm. able to make a very clear, successful transition into music. And sure. like yeah, yeah. he, yeah. They're, they're out there. I mean, I think of Nakey Jakey, who's now making music. I think mm-hmm. of like, or like all Issa of these- Rae. She started like a web series and now she's, you know, right. a huge right. actress. Exactly. Yeah, and, if you're, yeah. and if you're like successful already, why not? I mean, yeah. if you like have the money part taken care of. Yeah, I guess that, that makes I sense. I think that's, that's where Felicia like- Felicia Day also is probably a good example where she yeah. started with like, yeah. the guild and then ended up in game trailers and then ended up writing books and then started Geek and Sundry and all that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we also. Yeah, she just sort of became the uber nerd celebrity. <laughs> that she yeah, I'm talking about real be. fame here. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. I'm talking uh, about TikTok fame. <laughs> I think we project a lot of confidence onto a lot of these internet personalities too, where I could see kind of what, what you guys were saying before, where it's like, are they, they, they might be afraid to stray out of their, their comfort zone. At least a lot of like influencers mm-hmm. and stuff I've ever worked with, they're always like, Oh yeah. Do you think this would be okay? Or do you think this, and it's usually like a conversation. I mean, a lot some of them, if they're in their like wheelhouse, like it's like esports or something like, Oh yeah, I got this. Like I know how to, to handle right. like a particular video right. or something. But like, if it's like, oh, maybe we should, like, step out of our comfort zone and do something scripted. Like, I've worked with influencers who are like, I will never do a scripted thing again because it just goes so bad mm-hmm. for them. So, yeah, yeah. I can see I can see how someone kind of gets in their comfort zone. And especially with that Twitch mentality, if you have that for years, where, remember, there was that quote from even from, from Ninja years back. He's like, yeah, if I take, like, a sick day, I lose, like, 200,000 subs or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So that mentality is just, like, ingrained. He's like, I'm you. losing them just by talking to you, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's totally true. Like, Bruce won't take a day off because like literally if you take one day off you lose like a ton of subs it's crazy really yeah holy like, shit i think that's why twitch streamers and streamers in general like get so burnt out because it really oh, is yeah, yeah you have yeah. to do it all the time like yeah. it's it's insane Wait, when you well, I've, I think it, yeah. I've, I've always been confused like not always but like when you say losing subs does does that mean like he's losing out on potential new subs or like people will literally unsub from his channel. You know, it might've been followers, but yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. It's kind of a mix. It's like, you're losing out on a ton of potential subs. That's probably the biggest part of it. But then the other thing is like, if someone's sub is lapsing that day, they won't re up because you're not around to remind Uh, them that like you're there. You know uh, what I mean? So yeah. And then also on top of that, like, you're losing all the tips you would have gotten. You're losing all like the gift stuff Gifts you would have gotten. Yeah. yeah. So how, tell us right now, how much does Bruce make? Bruce? <laughs> I made this joke in the daily that he gets sent a gold bar in the mail every Hell Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it costs Hell a lot yeah. to ship that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got 138,000 followers. So that's pretty damn good. That's Isn't it? What's like, yeah, like the he... 10th biggest or something? He... Most subbed or whatever. Yeah, he was like on, I don't know if he's still there, but he got a ton of like, his community is really, really awesome. And so they give out a ton of gift subs. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was in the top, uh, I think of 10 subscribed Twitch streamers for a while because of that. Oh, that's cool. And if you get get featured like that, I'm sure that really helps you kind Mm -hmm. of blow up even more. Yeah. But yeah, it's... um, it, It does seem like you could get burned out really easily too, like you said, just because... I don't every day. I mean, then it just on some level, like, yes, it's fun, but it's also work. (laughs) You know, yeah. Like Bruce works so much harder now than and like, oh, yeah, he ran when you're on your own. Yeah. But like, it's crazy because, you know, before it was running an entire YouTube channel and you'd think that streaming would be less work, but it is so much more work. It's crazy. You got to. Yeah. Well, that's what they say about being self-employed. Yeah. You're the only one rowing the boat. So Mm -hmm. if you stop, it's. But um, all right, let's move on. I feel like we've talked ninja to death. Uh, Let's talk about modern warfare and Warzone, Infinity Ward, the developer banned the OK sign, which Mm -hmm. uh, some people have taken. Uh, and it's certainly been adopted by some white supremacist elements. There have been, there's been a huge debate. It's still ongoing. Yes, it did start as a sort of troll the media effort by 4chan, and 4chan does this a lot. But I, I think you can definitely safely argue that it has been co-opted by some people who aren't joking, who really mean it. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where, yeah, if if – Regardless of how something like this starts, it, it they take a life of their own, and sure. you know it, it doesn't even necessarily matter how the the founders intended or whatever. But regardless, this is part of a larger move across the industry after uh, uh, all the protests, all the Black Lives Matter protests following uh, George Floyd's death. To it seems like clean house a little bit, which I, I think we would all agree is is pretty long overdue. <laughs> 
God, yeah. Enter in the list of like all the different usernames that very clearly say the end. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> right. to me that this is the first big move. And I, I mean, I guess the people being up in arms about it, I kind of get the confusion. But when like um, a racist sect or a group of people adopts something and starts using it, you should be mindful of it. And I think yeah. uh, in a place where you already have an extremely kind of like toxic or rambunctious community, or like online presence, it yes. probably makes sense to remove a tool like that for people mm -hmm. to signal to each other that like being racist is okay. Yeah, um, yeah I think Twitch or somebody had to get rid of that emote because whenever a black character would pop up, it would just start getting filled. The chat would just okay. be filled with the okay. So like, I don't think that's ironic. You know, I yeah. think that's- uh, It's I not think a joke anymore at that point. Being it's racist become, about it. Yeah, it's exactly. just being racist now. Yeah. Right, swastikas meant something totally different before the Nazis got it. And now we all pretty much agree, you can't <laughs> you can't do swastikas anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I saw, it's done, I, yeah. I saw a tweet thread that was, somebody was complaining about how uh, they, they were really upset that this got pulled out of the game because they were just about to unlock it. And then somebody was like, well, why are you so upset about like this one little thing? Like I would understand if it's like a weapon or like a skin or something, but this is literally just a hand emote. And he was like, Oh, cause like I thought it'd be funny to like troll people with it. And it's like, <sighs> exactly. Like that's the yeah. point. <laughs> like you were excited to use it to be a bad actor, not because right. you were like, I just think it'd be funny to, you know, so yeah. Also, is anyone really that upset about it? Like at the end of the I, day, I've like people, it's a fucking emote. I've I've seen people's. To, to be fair, I think it's like less outrage and more confusion of priorities. Where where people a lot a lot of people still just I don't you think have like the full context of it. And like given all of the recent reporting that like even we've done on like naming conventions and things that are that do get you know slip through the cracks. That like they're like, why is this the thing you're you're acting on right now right, when I can right. still make my name the n-word or something so right. i think I, that's I a really the, fair point on that yeah, exactly but yeah, yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah and they've had major issues and, and and it's also one of those things i understand if you don't think it's racist or you're personally not using it in a racist context but it's one of those things where you can't put yourself in everyone else's shoes. <laughs> and it, it, just because you might not think it's racist doesn't mean that other people might not think it's racist. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, it's so weird. Cause it's like, it is so contextual and people should understand that like a lot of people act in bad faith in these kinds of situations. So it's like, we can't yes. give them the opportunity to like, like if, for example, this, this is something I read, um, cause I was kind of looking this stuff up earlier today, but that symbol is also like a mudra. It's something you use in meditation. It's like a really ancient, yeah. whatever the fuck. So like, they're not going to ban it from a yoga studio, but right. no one is in a yoga studio, like calling each other the N word over, right. you know, chat. Right. So it's like, right. you gamers, would probably be asked to leave. Yeah. There's a lot of like, there's a pretty vocal subsection of the gaming community that just whether or not you're trolling or joking or whatever, you're, you know, you can't <laughs> like, we can't give you this thing to use that has been co-opted by yeah. people who are super racist and who have shot up churches and stuff. It's like, you know, right. I don't know when, when the, when the mosque shooter did it, then that's, you know, uh, that's a problem. Like yeah. that's, and then, and then other people, Oh, well, it's just like, so sometimes it, it popped up in some like military thing, like some, some graduates yeah. were using it and they were like, Oh no, they were playing the circle game, which is something <laughs> that young men do. Like when they're 13 years old, oh, it was in my it, high school for sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But what it's like, circle no game? one, it's where it, you put a little, you do it, you, you do make circle. a little circle below your belt. And, and if somebody looks at it, you get to punch uh, them like, oh, stop looking at my dick. Oh, uh, yeah. But like no that adult has done, but it's just one of those. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> mental gymnastics that people put themselves through to try to explain this away. It's like sometimes it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and if you watch any of the like some of the the Black Lives Matter demonstration stuff, you can see people using it to signal in there too, and it's just like once it's yeah. reached that level of people who like you would assume probably wouldn't be on the internet, but are wearing the type of garb you would expect someone who believes, uh, you know that all people are not created equal to to be flashing that sign, and once it's reached that level of kind of exposure, I don't right. know, even if it started as a joke, like 
It's yeah. done, you know? I'm so fucking tired of the, like, it's a joke defense. It's like, it's not. Like, and you know that it's not. And, like, people right, just say right, that right, because right. they are... I, because they want to say whatever the fuck they want and they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like almost totally. even impossible to argue that like it is, it's clearly yeah. not a joke and you know that it's not. Right. You know, you yeah. know, it's not. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. A, a Hawaiian shirt by itself is not a big deal. But if you show up at a protest with an AR-15 and a Hawaiian shirt, it means something different. Yeah. Like, it, so yeah, like you said, I, I, context really matters, but it, yeah. it does point to a larger issue of just, uh, I, I think it, things uh, for a certain section of the gaming community, it's just very toxic. It's been that way for a long time. Developers have not cracked down like they should. I, I think personally, that's a business decision and they don't want to scare away customers yeah. or, or lose part of their base. They can say whatever they want now, but I, I feel like they've let it go on forever. And Infinity Ward, too. I mean, they've had tons of issues in, in the past, like this you were saying with the, the usernames and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of those things like it is like, OK, now you're going to make your stand. I do get the sort of like why this thing, but. Or why this thing now? But I, I feel like maybe ultimately. it's the easiest thing to pull out. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe. maybe that just they yeah. could take the animation out of the game a lot easier than they could do some system wide code that has to look for and find like uh, racist gamer tags like that. I kind of get that, and it makes sense. And if people are mad now, like wait till they actually do figure that part out and start yeah. moving that stuff. And and I think there's an argument to be made where like. Some people do like delve in those circles when they're younger and they kind of grow out of it and, and they figure yeah. it out. Yeah, oh yeah, like, I think so. But mm -hmm. it, but it's still kind of sucky, you know. You know, maybe you shouldn't be in that kind of circle in the the first place. But it, but just because you grow out of it later doesn't mean you should be able to do that kind of stuff now. You know, like for sure, there should yeah. be something there to kind of like curve it or and just right now there's been nothing. There wasn't hasn't been anything unless somebody like. Um, gets a video of you being explicitly uh, offensive or racist on, on cam and then they can track your gamer tag that way or something. And, yeah. and those cases have come up. Those videos used to do a lot of numbers on YouTube, people finding the most offensive people they could and, and posting them on YouTube, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, let's also bear in mind here, Infinity Wards, not really in recent years been good with having their priorities straight. I mean, they're just like... Hey, let's put 200 players into this game, despite the fact that the community fucking hates it. Let's make Warzone right. have be a complete mess. And then when everyone's crawling, you know, please do something about it. Please, here's exactly what you can do about this one problem that people are having. They're like, yeah, I hear you. And like, we could just flip this switch or, or hear me out. What if we introduce an entire new mode that is completely broken from top to bottom? How, what do you think about that? And they're like, Ugh. it's like, just, just like focus like this to me. So to me, I'm like, all jokes aside, not surprised at all that it, like, yeah. I like that, that. I this is the move that they like decide to do. Maybe it's because like the path of least resistance. But like, Brian, I totally agree with you. Where it's like this, I I for once I kind of side with like the layman, like not woke person here. Where it's like, why this? This feels like a little like. I I, I feel like a lot of it too just comes down to money. It's cheaper yeah, to just it's a lot delete cheaper. this from the game than it is to. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, hire I, more black people. Right. Or like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. and I think a lot of these companies uh, like uh, uh, that story I did on StarCraft too. And I kept asking Blizzard, why don't you actively moderate this? Because the chat is like racist. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they kept going back to well. We've beefed up reporting tools and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you need to hire mods or, yeah. you know, you need to like, yeah. you need to actively like police this and, and just moderate uh, your chat because it's like disgusting. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's one of those things, like if I, as a, as a friggin' cis white dude think there's like, think something's racist, it's probably really racist. <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm noticing this shit, not that I have some <laughs> special racism radar or something. Oh, you were born in Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know how to do it because we're better at it. Okay. So. <laughs> to go back to Zach's point, I remember being at the first uh, Call of Duty XP event and there was like a dev panel and they had actually put like suicides in uh, Modern Warfare 3. And the dev was like, yeah, and the, like marketing or whatever made us take it out. And like a huge crowd of booze. But like it's literally, you he showed the animation of a guy like holding a gun. Well, content warning. But yeah, like it, it was very explicit. And it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't put this in a game. Like I understand. And, and it's for like in, in an instance if you get downed instead of just like holding the button and then you respawn. Oh, you and it's like to yourself. have this animation show you doing. It's like, 
uh, it's probably not the best thing to put in your game, and especially now in like 2020, I don't think you could even right. get that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, and that, they there's still like signals of that old you know, aura of that old edge lord kind of mentality. I mean, still like in, in, when you're downed, it says you know uh, hold square to take the easy way out. Oh right, yeah. And it's like so I think oh that's God. what they settled on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. This is, I, I think, yeah, a lot of this comes from having a younger player base. And yeah, I, I think a, a lot of guys go through that sort of, their sort of edge lordy period where it's like, you know, uh, uh, you might not, you might not have a lot of dating opportunities. You might be living <laughs> at home. Life might not be working out the way you want it to. And you're just sort of young and full of testosterone and pissed off. And I think you, you know, I, I, I think some of this is just going to always happen, but I, when it comes to gaming, but I I think the thing that companies can control is how they deal with it and how, you know, uh, you just, I go back to, you just need uh, mods. Like I, you know, back when I was posting on BBSs in the nineties and, and, and Usenet and stuff, those things, a lot of them just had mods for this type of purpose to get rid of this, to get rid of racist bullshit. But now we've somehow decided, you know, or through uh, companies like Facebook or whatever, just take a hands-off approach that people should just be able to say anything. And, and this is what you get. Definitely cheaper uh, to do nothing. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, last of us Two. uh, it's no secret that, that the game or, or uh, the, the plot or whatever, uh, there was a backlash to it. And it turns out that the team was getting a lot of death threats. Uh, both Neil Druckmann, the director, um, cast. They, the yeah. cast. Yeah. The, who's the Who voice actor? To do. Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey. Laura Bailey yeah. yeah. Like going after it, which is like the craziest. That's to me is like, Thinking the kid who played Joffrey on Game of Thrones is really that way in real life, which did happen to him too. People would come mm-hmm. up and yell at him on the street. So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. Well, first, <laughs> your, your first mistake here is that you refer to it as a game and you need to refer to The Last of Us Part Two as art or this particular <laughs> piece of art was divisive. I refer That's, to it as an yeah. abomination. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that. no, you're right, though, about the whole, like, Jack Gleason as King Joffrey thing. Like, people have a really hard time divorcing, like, a creative person from their character. And it's like, if you stop and think for, like, a second, it's like, Laura Bailey had nothing to do with what you were upset about. And then, like, I've I've seen some people try to make that argument and, like, their defense is like, well, she shouldn't have done the role. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if you're a voice actor by trade and you are (laughs) offered a lead role in a a game like The Last of Us 2 and then you get, I mean, and also bear in mind that, like, even even in a weird, like, sideways world where if Laura Bailey were to be like, oh, no, like, I I refuse to, if this is the plot beats you're going to have me do, it's like, she had been on this game well before anyone had the scope of the plot. Like, you don't, you don't hand them the entire like narrative and be like, all right, yeah. here you go. Like these talks begin like way, way in advance. Like there's audition processes and things like this was in, in place like way longer. And if you, it's like, a huge, it's a huge job. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's a, you know, if you're an actor like that, you go from job to job. You're not some full-time employee. Ugh, who here, so- who here wouldn't kill master chief for like a t- large sum of money? Oh, like, please. Dude, please. Yeah. I would, I would be honored. Like, it's, and then be finally awful, take like, his helmet off and see another Master Chief helmet beneath. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. I think, yeah, I don't think people are just turning down roles because of their gamer ideals or whatever. And in a, in a lot of cases, like, those two worlds are so completely separate between, like, the people who act in games and people who actually play games. I mean, to an extent, I'm sure Laura Bailey and obviously, like, Troy Baker and stuff, we know that they, they play games. But then you've got, like other voice actors who probably don't as much, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. weird situation. And like Zach said, it's like you don't even know, like, the entirety of the role sometimes. And even if any of that stuff mattered, like, for, to get hate and death threats over, like, something uh, like creating a game is just so outrageous. It just shouldn't happen. And yeah. it really, really sucks. I know. I always think that's, like, the bottom line. Because there is a lot of, like criticism about this game that is worthwhile criticism totally and, and, yeah and, but then yeah. like it totally gets lost in like when people do this shit and so it's just when people are angry like when we reported on this i think was it this week or last week it was this last week, week i think was it last week god yeah. everything time doesn't matter anymore um <laughs> but like so many of the comments were like 
oh, you're just ignoring all the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we're not ignoring anything, but this is so like egregious for this to happen. Why aren't you angry at the people who are sending death right. threats? Like, right. of right. course we're going to report on this shit. It's like insane. It's um, also like, this gives gaming a bad name. Yeah. It gives, it's like, embarrassing. I can, I can totally see like, is Laura in the future going to take a video game part? Maybe <laughs> not. I mean, like, or, or, you know, somebody like, Neil Druckmann of Naughty Dog, he's probably got enough money where he could be like, fuck this. I don't want to put up with this bullshit anymore. Like you're sort of driving away people from, and whatever you think about Naughty Dog, even if you didn't like Last of Us 2, they make pretty good video games. Like there's somebody yeah. you want like making, and yes, they have like, they crunch people. They have like many shady practices that need mm -hmm. to be addressed. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but to, 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 do like this shit, which is also illegal. And like, you should be prosecuted. Like I would love if like they just turned over these fucking kids names to authorities and had them prosecuted. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just, it gives the whole industry a terrible reputation. And it's like, if you want to prove that gaming is more than just a bunch of kids in their parents' basement, don't act like this. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna, you're it, it, because it's not sustainable and, and you're going to drive people away from the industry like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think especially it's frustrating when people are like, Oh, just ignore the comments or don't read them. And it's like, dude, this comes, this kind of stuff like goes directly to your phone. It mm -hmm. comes in a way of like, in, in the, the sheer quantity of it is, yeah. is almost impossible to ignore right. without just completely turning off your phone. And some mm -hmm. people actually need their phone to work. I think everybody does for the yeah. most part. Um, and like without deleting Twitter app. And, and that means you wouldn't be able to engage with fans who do like your work, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's so impossible to ignore this stuff. And, and you say like, oh yeah, just, you know, those people like aren't real or whatever. You don't always know that for one. Uh, yeah. But also for two, it's like not that's not the point, right? Like this stuff will affect you. If somebody like makes fun of my hair in this video, I'll be like, oh, man. And I'll try not <laughs> yeah. to let it bother me, but it's still going to get to me a little bit or something. Yeah. And I know my hair. Also, like yeah, I don't know whatever. if y'all have ever had this experience, though, being like dogpiled on the Internet. It sucks. <laughs> like I've had it like a couple of times. But if you have something kind of controversial that you say or something that goes, I remember I tweeted about guns. Uh, and, and then gun Twitter just sort of went after me for like a few hours, but it's like God. awful. It is and like those commenters and have guns. Scare and scary. Yeah. And just like, so yeah. I, I don't blame people for not wanting to subject themselves to this. Well, and like yeah. to uh, like for anyone that's not like fully in the loop that might be listening, like the, the, it's not just like, here's some edgy messages coming through. Like these are t like terrifying messages mm -hmm. that are very specific like they're death threats they're, they're, they're illegal they're death yeah, threats they're like threats of like murdering her right. offspring family members or yeah. family members being Jeez. like yeah it's, i mean and like horrible wordings of like horrible slurs and it's 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 not it's there's so much like hate filled in these messages that it's not like i i can't imagine anyone uh, of any level of fame that may be used to this uh, in in what any regard would not have a problem just like having to sift through all of this shit right, just to get to right. anything else right, in their yeah. timeline. Yeah, it's like no one should have to put up with that because of the work that they do. Like I right. I right. love right. that there is that we have more access to viewers and that like, you know, it is really nice to be able to talk directly to the people who watch the things that you totally. make. But in the same breath it's like there are there is such a horrible and extremely vocal minority of people who are just fucking like poisonous, hateful. Like I have a very small following. And so I can't imagine someone like Laura Bailey, you know, the amount of shit that she right, probably was right. getting. Like right. the stuff that I get sometimes really just fucks with me hardcore. So like I don't do too much stuff on camera, but like. Oh God, it just, it makes me cringe because it's just not something that you, anyone should have to ever put up with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it, it like, it, it bothers me too. I mean, I got one sort of a minor threat and this was like, I think last year, but yeah, it still bothered me. Cause like in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, he's probably 
you know, nothing's probably going to happen, but you never yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt for yeah. the most part. Like, I understand being angry and impassioned on the internet, but just like there should be boundaries there too. You know, like you most likely wouldn't say a lot of that stuff in real life. No, um, yeah. anybody no, I've ever, the f- yeah, yeah, traded comments with, even in our comments, have usually been like really nice afterwards. Where if I think like somebody kind of stepped their their bounds a little bit, and and we decide, you know who to engage with and who not to. And if someone's just way out there, I won't even touch it. And then probably the mm-hmm. comment gets either filtered or blocked. Um, right. So we don't have to deal with that stuff as much as possible. But yeah, it is, it's rough on your mental health. And like even sometimes exchanging with people who you think are like upset in good faith or whatever, it's like you can't always do that. It's a lot of energy and time and, and nobody yeah. has that time, right? And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done that with people too. It's like if you engage and, and most of the time, yeah, people like back down or like, hey man, I was just kidding. I was just trolling, you know, or yeah, whatever. And it's like, and it's okay, like well, well yeah. okay, but there's a real person on the other side of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the last story. Uh, this one involves uh, not death threats or white supremacy. So that's awesome. This mm. was about... Uh, Marty O'Donnell, the the composer, uh, just a legend, and it was one of the heads of Bungie, talked about the partnership with Activision, and not surprisingly, it wasn't great. But he's he's I think uh, one of the first to go on record like this and say, yeah, it was bad from the start. Uh, they tried to mess with the game, uh, and O'Donnell kind of explained that he was against it and tried to push back, and then he got fired. This is according to him. Uh, that he got let go because of it. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, they went with Activision because they wanted to own their IP. They didn't want it to be a Halo situation where Microsoft owns that. So they wanted to own Destiny and they did. But yeah, it just, you know, it it sounds like one of the, um, he didn't get into too many specifics, but it sounds like basically Activision was trying to interfere with the creative process of the game and mm. you know which is just gonna happen you take you get in bed with a big publisher like they're not just gonna leave you alone <laughs> they want to minimize yeah. their risk as much as possible yeah, yeah sure. that's the game that's the publisher game right like yeah. as a creative on the dev side you want to make the best game as possible but mm. on the publisher and that means taking risks but on the publisher side they say no risks because we know what makes money. So just do it like the last one, right? Like Especially Act- a big online multiplayer game yep. like Destiny. Yeah. And Activision yeah. notorious for running franchises into the ground, right? Right. Yeah, I I'll, I'll definitely have like a very specific perspective to contribute here because I you know spent over a year doing Activision social media back in in 2015 when they were All right. Yeah, when they were launching Black Ops Three and and getting you know getting into a rhythm with Call of Duty that was uh, very detrimental to the series' health um, as, you know, we, they got towards Infinite Warfare and World War II and these games that just, like you said, ran them into the ground. And, like, you're totally right, like, that that they have this really notorious, like, reputation for doing that. But even, even with, like, a situation like that, like, what do you expect? Like, this is in, not just gaming, this is in any form of media where it's like the person bankrolling this project, of course, is going to have X amount of like creative input. If you're making a film and some like, you know, billionaire uh, hedge fund kid is like, yeah, I'll bankroll your movie, but like, why don't you put more boobs in it? Like, they're going <laughs> to have like that, like that, they're always going to have that like money over your head. So it's at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I. I'm not. I've, I've never been surprised by that, and like I wouldn't be surprised if if Bungie continues to maybe double down on some of those practices now that they're on their own. Because like, say what you will about Activision's meddling, but like they do sell games, and at at some point, Bungie will need to continue selling games and continue making money. So. Well, they, yeah, know. they took they they're took investment from right? Netties. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, so they're not they're not free. They're not an indie studio right now, and, yeah. and you know, but but you contrast that to, uh, uh, and I'm talking about this on the weekend roundup, but you know, Microsoft went on an acquisition spree. But interestingly, those studios, I mean, of course they're going to say this, but they're all like, no, it's great. Like they don't bother what they don't bother us. They let us make what we want because basically they want more stuff for Game Pass. But I, I find it hard to believe that Microsoft has no opinions and no is not offering any, you know, input on on these various games. Yeah, would be very unusual for sure. Yeah. But it's so true. It's like you can't have both things. I feel like if you want 
the money and the security that comes with like having a big publisher or a big company backing you, it's like you also need to take their input. You know what yeah. I mean? And if yeah. you want to do it on <laughs> yeah. your own, it's not going to be as stable. You're not going to make as much money. Like it's going to be a lot harder. But right. at the same point, you know, you get to kind of make your own decisions. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's an age old issue. I mean, like, right. I'm thinking of like Sugar Pine when we were on our own, like we got to do whatever the fuck we wanted. Right. And it was awesome. <laughs> uh, but we were also working 14 hours a day and like not making any money. Then, right. you know, right. so I don't know. And that's why we want to give a big shout out to Patreon. Patreon, create <laughs> beautiful what makes you happy. But yeah, like, I mean, like with Ninja and like Mixer, I mean, maybe he was, maybe they had him on a schedule, you know, or maybe they were having him do stuff he didn't want to do. And um, maybe not to a major degree, but like maybe I would imagine it was more structured and they wanted something for their money. Right. So yeah, it's just the, right. It's just the trade off. Any, any sort of corporate parent is, is going to, you know, they've got their system, they've got their, you know, rules and regulations. Hopefully, I, I mean, I, I want to give Microsoft a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because it feels like, you know, Phil Spencer and the group running things now are are, are pretty cool about this this stuff. So, yeah, uh, hopefully it's a it's a good situation. But, yeah, like with with Bungie and Activision, it makes sense. I, I think the news part here was. He was just saying what everyone already knew, I think. Right. Yeah. It was like when you have two friends who like broke up a long time ago and they you could tell they hated each other the whole time. But then right. one of them finally <laughs> just comes out and right. says it. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. They do the whole thing at first. Like, it's fine. Nobody did anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, we still like each it other. We're just we're just. Yeah, it was mutual. And then, you know, you take one of them out for drinks and then you yeah. get the real story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I broke up with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Well, we are going to do the questions in just a second. But first, let's talk about my favorite VPN service. That's right. ExpressVPN. Guys, I know that most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode on your browser? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. That porn is still going to be there somewhere. Your ISP can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I don't go online without ExpressVPN. Like... Think about the stuff you search for online. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're into MILFs. Maybe you're into, I don't know, like just something weird. Like, how do I get this out of my ass? Like, you just don't want, it's something you just don't want everybody knowing. Like, how do you spell rhinoceros? Just just maybe you just want to keep this stuff to yourself. ExpressVPN, it's an app. It reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. So your ISP can't see what sites you visit. Oh, there you go. They also keep all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even know I have it on. It just runs in the background. It's great. It's available on all devices, your phone, your computer, even your smart TV. They're not going to know how much Maury Povic you watch, your your guilty little pleasures. They're not going to know you still like Jerry Springer. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash sendnews. And you can get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash sendnews, S-E-N-D-N-E-W-S. ExpressVPN.com slash sendnews to learn more. Thank you to ExpressVPN. Y'all have been soldiers. Y'all have been with us, with us for a long time. We appreciate it. Okay, let's do questions. I'm glad to learn that Brian's into proctology porn. <laughs> yeah, man. Some gilf porn. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> What's it today? Is it a Matchbox car up there? I assume it's, yeah, I assume it's mostly what you don't want people seeing is porn and like illegal torrenting. Like that yeah. seems to be what you, I don't know. That's or what like I swear. If you Google it was a million your own name over and over. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's talking about me? Oh, nobody. Again. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, I'm, my career's going great. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, first up, uh, good question from Christian Uhlenberg. Do you ever see exclusive games becoming a thing of the past? I get why people love them, but taking a step back, it seems like a ludicrous idea in today's world. I don't own multiple Blu-ray players for specific movies, so why do we need multiple consoles to play certain games? That's, I like that analogy, actually. 
<laughs> um, I, I, I would love to see exclusives go away, but they certainly aren't this generation because everybody's, you know, Sony has made it very clear that, you know, they, they're locking down Insomniac games for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft's gone on a binge of, you know, Microsoft seems a little bit more loose about it, but they're definitely locking down a bunch of studios too. So yeah, uh, yeah it sucks though, because yeah, you should only need one thing to play games on. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, like the the console wars are just going to be replaced by the launcher wars. Yeah, you know, it'll mm-hmm. it'll just be a matter of like exclusivity will still be there. It will just look different. Mm-hmm. And exclusivity with streaming services and different marketplaces, like it's just changing the right. way that things are exclusive. But uh, why would why like no one would ever give that up? It's like such a good way to make money. And, like if <laughs> Nintendo everything Nintendo lives and dies with its exclusives. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, you know, yeah. Well, no, like, they're not going the anyway to yeah. take the Blu-ray analogy and like compound it. I mean that, yes, that is a good analogy for, for Blu-ray players and that specific physical media. But like, I would argue a more salient way to look at that is like exclusivity between Netflix and Hulu and HBO max. True. Like, there's yep. streaming yep. services are all are all right now having giant wars and bidding wars over, you know, who gets rights to what, IP. So I, yeah, I, I, short answer. No, I don't think you, we will see exclusivity go anywhere anytime soon. I I hope at least it becomes more just, I I don't know. I, 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 hopefully with streaming and things like that, that the hardware barriers will go down, but yeah, I, 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 it sucks to say, but yeah, I think, you know, you're still going to have to, yeah, Sony's going to have its slate of games. Nintendo's going to have its slate of games. Yeah. Xbox. Mm-hmm. And also, Xbox, of course, they're going to be a little bit more lax about exclusivity this generation because they didn't have any good exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. But the company that's losing always becomes magically more gamer friendly. Everything that, even, even if Sony and Microsoft, everything goes to the cloud, right? They're still, yeah, like Autumn said, you still need something to bring people over to those yeah. platforms, yeah. like Zach said. So mm-hmm. you're always going to have an, an exclusive in that way. I think hardware, like dedicated hardware is more likely to go away, but I also yeah. feel the same way. Like, I don't know, like if the thing that makes exclusives great is being able to push the particular hardware, whether it's a Xbox or PlayStation to its limits, right? It's about right. working with right. those limits to the their very best potential. And that's where right. you get like the very best games a lot of times. I mean, that's subjective. Um, you get the very best looking games and performing games, I think, um, in a lot of ways. That's a little bit more like salient to argue. Mm-hmm. But I think... I would, I would miss them. Like if if they did go away, like you don't have that type of competition to make the best box to make the best game on, yeah. right? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, because well, then you just then it's just a hardware. Yeah, battle. and like yeah. it feels like things are becoming so the same. It's like, what is yeah. the difference really? I mean, one's going to be a little faster than the other, maybe. Like I've, we don't even really know. So right, I but they're yeah. <laughs> And I do the thing I, yeah, to devil's advocate it, you know, it is cool having three distinct competitors and especially like Nintendo, that's just completely doing its own thing uh, out there. And yeah, you're right. You would lose that. Yeah, it's true. It's their own brand thing too. Like Sony's thing is their exclusives. It just isn't like Nintendo's thing is them being doing whatever the fuck they want and like staying like, far away from everyone else yeah. yes and like xbox's thing now i mean they're doing amazing things in the streaming space mm-hmm. and they're yeah. you know they're yeah. very like open and and they're i think probably the most accessible it seems to me like um game. yeah they're like we're gonna be gamer focused it feels yeah like, exactly you know. which is awesome and i feel like yeah. they all kind of fill their own little space and that's probably right. good for them too because it, it probably just helps them like say here we are here's our brand boom like if you take away the exclusivity stuff from sony like obviously they still have a lot of groundbreaking technology and and stuff like that but i don't i don't know <laughs> i i think that but but yeah if you if you take that away i do think it's it would they need exclusives i think more than more than xbox does yeah. just because I, I i don't know and, and two it, they they built up a night like when i think of sony now i think of like uncharted and mm-hmm. spider-man and little big planet and stuff like that and it is kind of cool to have like everybody's got their own little rosters almost of, of 
characters. Yeah. Hmm. I think of Sony Music, the HDMR headphones, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Sony move. Sony Xperia. Yeah, I yeah. think of my uh, keyboard, <laughs> my piano. Yeah, my 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 uh, skipless mobile CD player. <laughs> All right, moving on. Sor Uno, Sor yeah, Sor Uno asks. I just finished The Last of Us. Can you tell? I assume this is Last of Us Two. Can you tell me why people hate this game? Because it's awesome. Well, we're glad you liked it. Uh, some of us finished it. Zach, you finished it, right? Yeah, I did. And you yeah, liked Zach it. Zach and I did a spoiler cast. And okay. I, I definitely know. fall onto the, the more positive side of the sentiment camp than it seems some of the internet. I wasn't a fan of the story of the writing, but like we talked about in the spoiler cast, there's moments in that game that are like some of the best performances and like technical achievements in gaming, and they should be seen. Like um, for me, the writing didn't quite cut it. I thought it was probably like a ten a game that's ten or fifteen hours too long, but I did have fun like playing different different parts of it, you know. So as to why people hate it, I don't know. We can't really. You say we've got like two pretty long videos about the reception of The Last of Us Two. You can yeah, probably I mean, like, watch those and kind yeah, of without like to without spoiling anything, you can kind of summarize the hate for this game in that the story just the story just got it took a really divisive angle. Yeah, and it's yeah. it is it is very it's an angle that is very very easy to like just paint as black or white when it is meant to be gray. Yeah, it's a big swing by the studio. I think doing what they did. And you either like appreciate that that swing and try and go with it and see the story that they're trying to tell, or you just like reject it wholeheartedly without giving yeah. a chance. And I've even seen people who have given a chance and they said they didn't like it, and that's totally that's, yeah, yeah yeah that's like totally fine. It it reminds so. me a little bit of the Last Jedi, which was also very divisive yeah. because it it took a different track and made different choices than mm -hmm. Star Wars movies usually make. I loved it. I, I thought it was, I thought Luke's <laughs> arc was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's one of my favorites. I also get why people don't like it. it. You know, and a lot of people completely hated it. And that's, I, I haven't played Last of Us 2 yet, but that seems to be part of it here. Yeah. yeah I appreciate I The Last Jedi's bold choice to, to open on a phone prank scene. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. I, oh, man. I have so many thoughts about The Last Jedi and, like, how... I don't know. I think that was, like, for me in the trilogy, and we don't have to get into this, but it was just kind of like, okay, this isn't particularly my favorite flavor of Star Wars anymore, and that's cool. Like, let let the new kids have fun with these characters and stuff, and that's that's right. Yeah. As for The mm -hmm. Last of Us, the, the most poignant, like, kind of takes I saw were that, like, people felt that the characters weren't representative, like, to themselves and made choices mm -hmm. that they maybe wouldn't have made. And I think that's, like, kind of a fair criticism. Uh, yeah. And certainly in the later later elements of it, even learning about some of the newer characters and the choices they make, some of them are just kind of bad. They're just, like, outright bad. And then yeah. sometimes that's what they try to do with writing. They're supposed to make you feel something when a character does something that you necessarily wouldn't have done, right? So it's about, like, evoking emotions from the audience. But, yeah, I think, like, some of that stuff lands and some of it definitely doesn't, at least for me. And I think that's where if you're acting in good faith and I think being a critic in good faith, I think those are, like, really, really fair criticisms. But if you're someone who saw the leaks and were like, this game is garbage, I think that's, like, a real bad acting that's, like, just, you know, what do Muscle you Muscle lady doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> it, also, it, it also does feel, and again, this is just sort of from, I don't want to spoil, but from, like, what I know of the game... Broadly speaking, Ellie becomes this sort of bloodthirsty killer in a way, you know, or not maybe not bloodthirsty, maybe that's not the right word to use, but this just sort of vengeance seeking fucking angel of death. And that is not the vibe I got off her in the, in the first, the first game. game. Yeah. So yeah. It, it does seem like quite a departure for her, which is fine. But yeah, I, I think that is going to, if I'm, being charitable, I can see how uh, some people might not like that. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's it's hard. Like, I mean, we can think about the ending of Game of Thrones that was also, like, hugely hated because yeah. characters made choices that people were like, they would never do this. And, like, right. why is this happening? Right. right. Um, and, I like, it is hard when you're invested emotionally in a story and something yeah. that, like, you know, you've spent a lot of time in and, like, I don't know, but it is weird because, you know, I didn't like the ending of Game of Thrones, but I, you know, talked to my 
friends about it and then maybe right. kind of just stopped there <laughs> right. and like send death threats to people. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I it wasn't, know. I didn't like it either. And I loved Game of Thrones, but yeah, the ending felt super rushed and like they were just trying yeah. to wrap it up. And <sighs> I, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan either, but yeah, I, I also think some people, yeah, just sort of, oh, that sucked. I'm going to move on. But I yeah. think there's also, kind of this culture of fandom too where it's just like no a huge part of my identity is liking these specific things and if somebody intrudes Challenges on that or it, messes yeah. with that mm-hmm. then people i don't but the last was the last of us that big i mean it was one game like i can mm-hmm. see like game of thrones which was massive and star wars which is you know, a huge amount of movie over decades, but the last of us, it was one game before that. Like there's no last of us universe or, you know, I know there is some, you know, out there on the internet, but it's, I I don't know. I, I, I've never heard someone describe themselves as a last of us fan, you know, like, no, I I totally have. I I think, Oh, go ahead, Zach. Yeah. No, I, I, I I agree. I tend to agree with you because I, 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 while I disagree and I, I, you know, as I loved the first game and I, I was thirsty for more of just that universe. And I'm glad that in that respect that the second game was uh, full of awesome yeah. world building um, and just giving us more of what that, that environment looks like. I don't, I also tend to agree with you where it's like, who, like was any, was any of the characters from the first game really so like endemic to one personality trait that like like you're, you're it's almost like people are like yeah. not giving any room for these characters to grow or have an arc and it's like uh, to stick with the star wars analogy like do you really want a luke skywalker that stays the like doe-eyed farm boy for the entire series or do you want somebody who like goes through traumatic dark shit and is a different person on the other side of it how stories work <laughs> like <laughs> so i don't know just to me it just seems like a very restrictive criticism and, and one from a lot of people that have like you said, not even played the game and just have have the the spoilers from the leak with no context. Um, so I I really liked. I mean, I liked the first game a lot, but at the end of it, like it's a zombie game with a, yeah. a it's a, a very good, cliche, yeah, a good story. It's a great story for yeah. a video game that was inspired by <laughs> Planet Earth. Come on, like, but yeah, it just uh, I don't I I at least got some of the Star Wars, you know, because it's like there are people who completely devote their lives to that shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I pledge allegiance to the five hundred first. Let's see if there's anything else. We're coming up on time. Um, okay, this is from Tom Breck. Uh, this is worded a little weird, but I think oh, I get Tom what Breck they're saying. Is, uh... Oh my gosh. No, I can't remember his name. Uh-oh. This isn't personal, but it's just oh, no. this is what happens in my brain when I try to think of something. Fuck the guy who voiced Joel in The Last of Us. We did a podcast with him. Troy Baker. Oh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. This is Troy Baker. I called Baker's... him Joel. I called him uh, Joel. When <laughs> you we started. did. This is Troy Baker's um, like production guy. I don't know. We talked to him to set up his uh, to really set up the oh, Troy cool. Baker podcast. Yeah. Um, is there cor- Is there correlation? Color- yeah. I, is there correlation between? the discussions of games are too long and that the costs of games are rising. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's asking, are those related? Uh, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, people have said, uh, who was the guy recently? Sean Layton, uh, mm-hmm. formerly of Sony was saying that he'd like a return to shorter games because they're just, they're getting so long and so expensive. And, yeah. and he's, he said this and others have too, that Friend uh, of the show. it's just unsustainable. Friend of the show, Jason Schreier. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah. he said something like that the last of us two costs so much to make that, uh, um, it, it's just, it, that it like costs double the last of, of, of the first game that you can't double it again after that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it really is just like the rising prices of everything is yeah. just adding to like, well, at some point you're going to have to tack another like $10 onto the cost of games. If you keep doing it the same way, you can't, you know, always stay at a $60 price range. So I think if they did start doing shorter stuff or games as a service stuff more, which kind of seems like a lot of people are pivoting to anyway, like Mm -hmm. that's probably the only way we're going to keep that price down. There's probably something also to say about B tier games just completely disappearing. Like, 
Uh, there used to be a lot more of those that were kind of almost close to AAA, but yes, in that probably yeah. same time. Double A games. Oh, yeah, that's like, games. Yeah. That's like the, the exactly like that's where I think yeah. we're in. Uh, that's just why I don't understand the like sky is falling shit about this whole topic where it's where it's like the we I think we're in a healthier place right now than we have ever been as far as pricing because you know I remember like days of playing a Double A THQ Midway game that was like. Man, this is this is not worth the sixty dollar, fifty dollar price of admission. But now you know you can. We get we get pissed off if there's like a a, a Ratchet and Clank remake on the store, and it's like, oh, 40 bucks. This is way too much for this. I'm like, no, that makes sense. Like a like you're it's a tw- it's a twenty dollar cheaper game than like a normal AAA release because people are, are seeing the value of like, okay, this is a remake, not like a whole new thing. And the studio is still like, yeah, we can price it at forty and still have it be a profitable product. Yeah, his his uh, his point, and I found this this interview, uh, but he's referring to there's a common stated theory uh, that the cost of development has doubled with every new generation of consoles, and he said that currently cost of development, if you're talking about big AAA games, between eighty million and one hundred and fifty million. His point is. You can't do. We can't double those again. At the specific mm-hmm. quote, I don't think that in the next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think you can grow. I think the industry as a whole needs to sit back and go, "All right, what are we building? What's the audience expectation?" Uh, so, yeah, I, I, and he is arguing like instead of fifty, sixty-hour games to take it back to the twelve, fifteen-hour games, which I love. I love a nice, tight twelve-hour game. Yeah. Best game ever. Inside, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, was it? I mean, maybe this is ign- ignorant to say, and I'm saying this like with a big question mark. So, you know, but like, wouldn't just the way that like the ca- capitalism landscape of everything is like, wouldn't that self-correct? Like, wouldn't that correct? It's like if it's if if next console generation it takes, uh, you know, uh, double that development cost and so they go okay well we gotta slap another 10 bucks to the end of that that price tag like well it can correct by studio lots of studios going out of business (laughs) which has (laughs) which has happened before i mean in the early 80s the whole industry crashed right Uh, and and that's that's again that's why i say this with like a i'm not saying this is a definitive answer but it's like i i I guess i still am failing to understand the whole the, the, the big deal about it, because, you know, I remember when we swept, swapped over to the, the Xbox 360 PS3 console generation, like, games went up from 50 to 60 bucks. And, yeah. like, everyone yeah. freaked the fuck out for, like, right. all of a year, and then that was just the new norm. But then, like, also, I'm like, well, like, inflation is a thing, and, like, money, like, 60 bucks is not, is arguably closer to what 50 bucks is worth anyways these days. So it's like, I, I don't know, like, I just, like, it seems like so, like something that, like, if it really is that much of a problem, to the point where, like, the industry is getting in, into dire straits over it. Well, they it just spend less itself. money. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and you may be right. And there are a lot of tools out there like Unreal Engine, the new one, the fifth one that's coming out, and mm-hmm. it's going to be free before your first million bucks. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it, the, the the other side of that, too, is crunch and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, working people so hard that they just leave the industry and they – Reportedly, Naughty Dog had that happen, and uh, a, a person who was a former staffer there said Last of Us Two should have been finished like a year ago. But but they burned through so many people; they had to bring in junior people who had to get you know caught up to speed. So it's you know yeah. it's also from a talent side as well, which which that that makes some sense. Yeah, man, I know that's crazy. <laughs> I feel like every, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like everything is like we're all coming to a point in every sector of the economy where something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. when like a bunch of shit is going to crash and crumble. I thought it was going to happen during the pandemic, but the stock market is doing like incredibly well right now. Um, which yeah, is bad. which is great <laughs> if you own stock, but yeah. bad for everyone it's like, else. It's like bad in that. Now, because like what should have happened and what would have been actually okay is if things had kind of like cooled off a little bit, like it was kind of shitty and it just stayed a little cooled off for like a couple years. That would have been the best case scenario. But now shit is going like, it's like (laughs) so bad. Some shit is going to go down. And yeah. And like, I I don't see how we can like absorb all these businesses that are shutting down. Like there was a thing, like they were saying later this year in Austin, like 90% of bars are going to, you know, be shut down and mute or uh, it's bars or musical venues or maybe both. But yeah, it's like, what are people going to do for work? You know, like I, I, yeah, it's, it's scary. Yeah. 
I think getting back to the original question, though, like, <laughs> are games getting too long? I think it's... I think the question is just framed a little bit in bad faith. I think particularly Sean Layden is talking about like triple A like blockbuster games, right? Are those games getting too long? I think he's talking about, yeah, that triple A. Yeah. I don't think anybody's coming at persona five. Like, I don't think anybody's coming at like games that are procedural, like Minecraft or anything. Nobody's saying like, Hey, we need to get rid of all these long games that are great value. Like that's not, I don't think that's what the conversation is trying to be framed around. And, and like, I think if, if the, if the question is really just like, should triple A games be shorter? I think it's not a, bad idea because you can get a lot of benefits from it especially if and this is a big if because publishers are notoriously kind of lousy but if publishers are willing to give developers the same amount of time to make a shorter game think about the type Mm -hmm. of energy and the quality and stuff that goes into that shorter game right like if you have a shorter last of us 2 you know you're you're making more cuts you're making more edits you're you're improving the pacing you're making sure that those areas that you're making sure the performance of a game is is, yeah. is up to snuff, right? Like hopefully, it releases I mean, that's, quicker. It yeah. takes shorter to make. Yeah, and then also sure. there's a good conversation around like how many people are actually finishing games. So developers are putting all this time in, and I think like we've seen reports that and um, that's like less than twenty percent of people who buy these story games like actually finish them. Um, oh wow! I'm not sure how you know. I'm not sure how real those numbers are, um, but if that's the truth, then maybe shorter games make sure that people get the most out of the sixty dollars or the seventy dollars at this point that they already spent, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's leave it at that. We're up on time. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.